There is an amount of dispute over the coinage of the legal maxim to the effect that justice delayed is justice denied. It is attributed to William Gladstone, Francis Bacon or William Penn, among others, and at any rate one or indeed all of them may have cribbed it from some or other time-misted scripture. Whoever was responsible would be somewhat despondent at this week's proceedings at the International Criminal Court in The Hague, where the trial has begun of Ali Mohammed Ali Abd al-Rahman, a former commander of Sudan's infamous proxy militia, the Janjaweed. The counts of the charges against Mr. Al- Abdul al-Rahman are as follows. Count 1. Intentionally directing attacks against the civilian population... Abd al-Rahman, known and feared by the Nomdigur Ali Kushaib, denies the 31 counts of war crimes and crimes against humanity on his indictment, as he is entitled to do. He will receive a fairer hearing than was granted to any of the Janjaweed's many victims. Count two, murder as a crime against humanity, concerning 51 persons listed in Annex 1, who were killed in Kudum, Bindisi... But the crimes for which Abid al-Rahman is answering were committed nearly two decades ago, during the Darfur War of 2003 to 2004. The warrant for his arrest was issued by the ICC in 2007. He turned himself in, in the Central African Republic, in 2020. Even after all that, Abid al-Rahman is nevertheless the first person to stand trial for the plentiful and well-documented atrocities committed in Darfur early this century. All of which is by way of foreshadowing that those clamouring for justice regarding Russia's crimes in Ukraine, a perfectly reasonable thing to want, would be ill-advised on form to hold their breath. There are obviously cases to answer. Indeed, so completely beyond law and reason is Russia's rampage in Ukraine that it is both easy and accurate to characterise the entire enterprise as a crime and one of monumental proportions. But within the onslaught are incidents which seem about as open and shut as these things get. The wholesale demolition of Mariupol, which six weeks ago was home to 430,000 people. The apparent executions of hundreds of Ukrainian civilians by Russian soldiers in Bucha and elsewhere. This is not special operation. This is not military objects. This is civilians. They've been shot in the head with the tight hands behind their back. This is a genocide of the Ukrainian population. These have been denounced as war crimes from points up to and including the White House. You may remember I got criticized for calling Putin a war criminal. Well, the truth of the matter, you saw what happened to Bukhka. This warrants him he is a war criminal. The wheels of justice have begun to creak. The International Court of Justice and the ICC were already looking into Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The Organisation for Security and Cooperation in Europe has established an expert mission. The UN's admittedly ludicrous Human Rights Council has set up a commission of inquiry, although given that the UNHRC's current membership includes Russia and China as well as Ukraine, harmonious cooperation on 
that one seems unlikely. European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen has now promised that the EU will send investigators. Some EU leaders have raised the stakes further still. Both Spain's Prime Minister Pedro Sánchez and Poland's Prime Minister Mateusz Morawiecki have accused Russia of conducting genocide, which is about as serious as an allegation gets. But what are the chances of senior Russian officials, perhaps even Russia's most senior official, ending up in the dock? In a word, slender. Where the ICC is concerned, the big obstacle is that neither Russia nor Ukraine, nor, while we're up this way, the United States or China, are members of the court or recognise its jurisdiction. And the ICC cannot try defendants in absentia. It might be possible to establish some sort of special tribunal similar to those which have prosecuted crimes committed in Sierra Leone, Rwanda and the former Yugoslavia during the 1990s and which have tried some significant political leaders, including former Liberian President Charles Taylor, former Serbian President Slobodan Milosevic, former Republika Srpska President Radovan Karadzic and former Rwandan Prime Minister Jean Kambanda. It appears from what the uh, President Kamala read today that the Chamber understood the case we presented to them and that that was a case uh, of betrayal by Akiyezu and a case of abuse of power. Not only did he fail to protect his people, he took active steps and participated and committed acts of genocide. However, the operative word there is former. It is desperately difficult, logistically and politically, to feel the collars of serving leaders. Milosevic was not helicoptered to The Hague until he was out of power, and certain of his domestic political opponents wanted him out of the way. Sudanese President Omar al-Bashir was still in charge when he became the first sitting president to be indicted by the ICC in 2007, and though overthrown in 2019, he is still yet to be deported to The Hague. Even when leaders, or former leaders, can be brought before the beak, proving them guilty is no sure thing. The chain of command from president to foot soldier is a long one even when it is provably intact, and it often isn't. In 2019, for example, the ICC dismissed charges against former Ivory Coast president Laurent Gbagbo after prosecutors failed to link him conclusively to post-election violence that left thousands dead in 2010. Realistically, the best that might be hoped for in terms of visiting justice upon Putin and his cronies might be inconvenience and humiliation, compelling them to confine their retirement travels to Chad or Syria for fear of blundering into the same embarrassment as former Chilean despot Augusto Pinochet, who in 1998 was arrested in London by British police equipped with a warrant from a Spanish judge. No escape chant demonstrators outside the London clinic where Augusto Pinochet is being held. The 82-year-old former Chilean dictator is recovering from back surgery. Spanish authorities requested his arrest. They want to question Pinochet about his role in ordering executions and disappearances in Chile. But there would be something to be said for even an ultimately symbolic indictment as a rebuke to Putin and a caution to other leaders that overstepping boundaries of behaviour in wartime might come back to bite them eventually. 
Currently awaiting trial in The Hague by the Kosovo Specialist Chambers and Prosecutor's Office is Hashim Thaci, former president of Kosovo and former senior officer in the Kosovo Liberation Army. And he, for quite some time, was regarded by the West as one of the good guys. For Monocle 24, I'm Andrew Muller.